Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Creative and Balance Podcast. Like always, I am your host, Sean Siriani, and we are broadcasting in the Girth Radio Studio at the Pacific Junction Hotel. And I gotta say, a lot of people ask me about this hotel. It's not a hotel, it's actually a bar. And they sponsor the show, they take care of me and my guests. And I got some awesome guests today. Today I have Melanie Leishman and Andrew Rosen of Todd in the Book of Pure Evil. I remember watching that series on the Space Channel. It is absolutely hilarious and fucked up in the most awesome way possible. And the show went on a bit of a hiatus over the years, but now it's back in a full-length animated movie. The entire original cast, writers, producer... Our guest today, Melanie, she won a Gemini Award for her performance as Hannah, the adorable science geek. And our guest, Andrew Rosen, he was one of the OG original gangster producers on the show. And around Todd in the Book of Pure Evil, he's got a lot of cool shit going on. We talk a bit about that. But before we get into this, I want to quickly thank Ingrid Hamilton and Jen Gorman, their publicists. They sent me the animated movie. It's not even released yet. I put it on. I laughed my fucking balls off. And if you're interested in seeing the animated film a bit early before the DVD Blu-ray release, it is also playing December 3rd at the Royal Theatre in Toronto. If you guys live in the area, I recommend going out to see it. I'm going there. You can meet the guests I have on the show today. Other members of the cast will be there. They're going to do a Q&A, and it's overall just going to be a fucking awesome time. But right now, I'm going to cut my intro rambles. Todd, in the book of pure evil, coming at you right now. Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio. Thanks for coming in. I'm like super excited to talk to you guys. Thanks um, for having thanks. us. Yeah, so I used to watch the show back when it was on the Space Channel. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think, was it around like 2011, I want to say? It or? was 2010 to okay. 2012. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, and um, just uh, I started doing interviews with some people in the horror realm who were connected to you. They sent me an email. They're like, do you want to talk to them? They're making an animated movie. And the answer was, fuck yeah. And now you're here. <laughs> very long story short. That's awesome. It was a very long story to make the film. That's for sure. So, really? Uh, yeah. So I want to know what inspired. Because like, the show went on like a hiatus. And then you guys all brought it back. And now it's an animation. Well, hiatus, hiatus is, is a euphemism. Okay. Um, <laughs> for canceled. Um, but... <laughs> Um, we finished two seasons, 26 episodes, and ended on this crazy cliffhanger. So when the show wasn't renewed, we wanted to finish telling the story, and uh, an animated feature seemed like a fun way to yeah. do Yeah, and you died, right? I died, and then I came back as a clone. Okay, um, like, in the last shot. In the, of last, the last shot episode. of the last episode. So I was very excited to 
know what happened. Yeah. See what happened. Yeah. Yeah, I like how the the parts I did see of the new movie. I'm not going to spoil mm-hmm. too much of what I see, but. They mentioned that they poked fun that one character looked at the camera and was like, what a cliffhanger. (laughs) So, yeah, it just (laughs) continues from there on. And you won a Gemini for uh, that performance, right? We did, yeah. We won uh, Best Ensemble in a Comedy Series uh, for the musical episode in season two. So, are my levels okay? Yeah, yeah, you sound great. The last last Gemini for that, I think we, we broke it. Yeah, and then they stopped having <laughs> they stopped Geminis after that. Because of us, I think. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, those musical episodes were so much fun to film. And uh, there's some music in the animated movie as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, do you have a singing background as well before you jumped in those I series? I have a, like, I played Annie when I was eight in rep not rep red, red hair that yeah, I yeah. Do it, yeah that's why i got that part yeah. but automatically then, <laughs> so yeah annie. just like theater when i was eight years old at my school cool yeah. cool and andrew you've been a producer behind the scenes yep. on that yeah like um, how did you get into this and for todd in the book pure evil yes yeah so i went to the canadian film center uh, in the producer's lab and uh, back in 2002 and um we did short films back then uh and uh, my producing partner Anthony Leo and Craig Wallace did the did a short film at the film center in 2003 called Todd and the Book of Pure Evil, and uh, then Anthony and I started a company together. And then one of our projects we decided to do was turn this thing into a TV series. That was back in 2004, and then it took us a bit until 2009 to get um, the pilot done. Wow. And then uh, yeah, and, and then after that, uh, smooth sailing. Yeah. Uh, we did 26 episodes in 2010 and 11. That's got to be such a rewarding moment the first time you see your thing that's been brewing for basically a decade just kind of pop up on TV. and like, yeah, oh, it was I did it. <laughs> it was amazing. And we got, and, and we got this great, um, the fans were amazing. Like, we, we and they really still clicked. are. And they still mm-hmm. are. Yeah. And it's just, what I, I always like to say that, especially because of Craig, uh, the creator of the show and the the showrunner, basically, it's it just has this pureness of vision. Like th- there's this, it's a show that you can really tell is different because um, there aren't a lot of voices like r- ruining everything. It's not muddying the waters. You can mm-hmm. really tell there, there's some creative uh, spark that drives the whole thing yeah it's super tight witty everything songs <laughs> and actually it's pretty cool like on the way here i was on the streetcar and uh there's a audio tech who comes in here his name's james he comes in every thursday and they do like a live performance of the bar and record that but uh he's like oh where are you going i told him i'm coming here he's like who are you talking to tonight and i mentioned you guys he's like wow he's like and he he t- he began to tell me that he uh he started like some job he didn't like at like Harvey's or whatever to buy guitar gear and stuff like that and then somehow he was watching uh watching Todd on TV and like so as he was working this job he kind of fell in a rut and stopped like mm-hmm. following his creative process and he was actually watching Todd and like the I know there was like him? a sh- yeah there was like a shred off or whatever and he was like what the fuck am I doing and he got he went no, back into it so yeah amazing. yeah and uh, this was just like probably 15 minutes before you guys came in the oh bar that I had this conversation I was so like to, yes so to extrapolate yeah. that means everyone in Canada is has been inspired by Todd the Book of People yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's awesome um, no but it's, it's yeah. true actually I mean we we have a lot 
it seems like a kind of a silly, goofy show, but it actually, uh, we made sure to have a lot of heart. We always we always pitched it as um, mm-hmm. John Hughes, like Breakfast Club meets Evil Dead. Yes, and it yeah. has the heart of the Breakfast Club and John Hughes films. And what we found throughout the years is a lot of fans um, really relate to the characters, and it, it brought them through high school. A lot of them, like, yeah. and, and this actually, I know of at least two. Uh, transgendered fans who had helped them through just the whole idea that you still you have your group of friends and that someone's always looking out for you I think strangely enough this um, show about you know monster fats and and giant talking penises actually do help (laughs) Uh, it kind of helps people through like as a bit of a tribe yeah, so, yeah, there's so much heart in it too, and even like I see the character Todd, I'm like, oh my god, that's me in high school, all the metal shirts, and I I notice like during throughout the show, like he's always wearing obscure bands, and I'm like, yeah, I know every one of those bands, and I was yes. that kid like walking around. <laughs> so there is a lot of metal influence. Are you guys like really into like that genre, or just kind of? I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I was just listening to like Madonna before I got, came in. Um, yeah. Craig really drove the metal. Yeah, Craig. Craig was the, the metal part of the show for sure, and he mm-hmm. wasn't even that into certain. Me- he was into like, um, or like black metal, and and um, he he learned a lot as he did. But he uh, started to get like um, playlists and everything ready for for Alex to become Todd. Yeah, and the cool. shirts also were very. We were very focused, as you can see. I'm wearing a Todd in the Book of Preview T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Just everything to do with t-shirts was really important to us. That was pretty much the only thing we really cared about in the whole show. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. And it identifies it, like the characters and everything too. For like sure. there's the different tropes and stuff like that. Yeah. So like you play like kind of the science-y, geeky type yeah. person. It's, Science nerd. Yeah, it's awesome. Do you, are you into like science stuff? Like you, do you watch documentaries or is it just the character? Oh yeah, like yeah. I love a good documentary, yeah. but I'm more of a film nerd if anything. Well, I was always into science though, so I was very protective of of making sure Hannah's uh, character was uh, treated with with utmost respect. Because I got my bachelor of science, so I was like, I gotta oh, use it somehow. Right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. And on uh, the producing tip too, you there's a new animation coming, Breadwinner. Yes, yes. Is that in the theater right now? Or? The Breadwinner just yeah. came out in Canada, in Toronto, uh, on Friday. It's the 180 degree complete opposite of Todd and the Book of Pure Evil. Yes, it's uh, it's it's great. I'm proud of, super proud of both of them. They're for completely different audiences, though. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I think there's maybe five people in Canada who, uh, you know, complete that Venn, the middle the of the crossover. Venn diagram. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think I'm like one of that percent because I watched a trailer today and I was like, wow, this is, I'm going to watch this, but I'm scared. I'm going to just start crying. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, it's, you will. Very it's, it's a great film. <laughs> Can I say what you... No! Uh, <laughs> I already said I'm not a science oh, okay. person. No, no. I thought it was a short film. Yeah, Melanie's like, oh, oh. I can't wait to see your short film. I'm like, it's, I've been <laughs> touting it for five years. It's a feature film. Um, no, but yeah, The Breadwinner, it's, it's something that we did a co-production with... Um, uh, Ireland and Luxembourg, and this uh, the director Nora Toomey did it uh, from Cartoon Saloon. I don't know if you ever saw Song of the Sea, but this is uh, the same company uh, that did that. Okay, cool. And um, it's just weird because our my company, Aircraft Pictures, is uh, we just do live action stuff, and somehow this year we put out two animated features. Wow, which is not normal, but uh, it's been really fun. Yeah, that's got to be different too. And for you too, have you had uh, lots of experience doing voice? acting or just I have yeah I was on detention airs for four years um and then sort of various um episodes of 
things stoked and and other cartoons but I've never had my likeness uh which has been really cool to see and the guys at Smiley Guys who did our animation it just feels like you're watching an episode of the show Mm -hmm. they really captured our small movements and um yeah, I've never had that before. It's yeah. very cool to watch. Yeah, that's got to be really, really cool to see. It's yeah. like, oh my God, it's cartoon me. <laughs> <laughs> I think everything, including the backgrounds, like it really feels like, you know, those orange lockers that were such yes. a part of the show. Mm-hmm. It, um, I know Craig was always like, oh, there's this one shot. Um, I, th- I think it's when the, um, the sex doll is in play. Um, but there's this one shot of like the hallway behind them and we're like, oh my God, I totally remember that from first season. Uh, it's It's almost like, I think they took the the plans of the school and just recreated them, and that yes, combined they with totally did. I was just at a screening in Winnipeg, oh, and they right. were like, "That's Tech Vok," yeah. <laughs> which is the high school where we shot. Oh, so it's so true cool. to the tiniest detail. That's amazing, and that's what we want to do with the with the animated film. I mean, if we could have when we got canceled, uh, we had ideas to do live action wrap ups and everything, but it was just going to be way too expensive and and hard to get everyone back together. Um, so then we decided, okay, if we're going to do an animated version of it, it's basically going to be the same thing. It's the same writers, same actors, um, same tone. Uh, it's just that it happens to be animated. We could do it a little bit more than we normally would have. Because we always, when we originally pitched the show, uh, people said, oh, like we said, yeah, it's going to be heads blowing up and blood everywhere. And, and it's, it's going to be Evil Dead meets Breakfast Club. And they're like, oh, so it's animated. And we're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's all going to be prosthetic. And, it's gonna, yeah. and, and we're going to have to clean up lots of blood after every take. <laughs> it's going to be a shit show. Yeah. And, but now we can actually do like insane stuff. And you haven't seen the, f- the full thing, but it gets progressively more insane yeah i'm like exactly halfway through okay, and it's cool. like your character came back and like yeah Whoa, shit's, spoiler alert. yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah shit's happening and it's yeah like you said you can do almost so much more with probably a smaller budget like sky's the limit with yep. animating exactly. and as an actress is it do you find it more difficult to do like a voiceover or do the live action Oh, it's easier to do a voiceover. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can just, you know, show up in your pajamas. and um, You can really phone it in, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally phone it in. Um, yeah, I mean, each, each medium has its mm-hmm. things. But, um, yeah, it, what was fun about this was that we had spent so much so many years already as the characters um that when we got back together it just felt like we were riffing off each other there was a real ease to the whole uh recording process and i think that's unique to you know other mm-hmm. animated a- and experiences it was important I've had. for this we decided because a lot of the times when you do animation you do each character in a booth alone by themselves but we decided to do this in um a studio everyone on live mics together so cool. that they really got that that um, chemistry between them. Yeah. At any moment, did anybody do some improv here and there and just oh, yeah. switch it up? Yeah, yeah. Did um, anything like I make the cut too? Or? I'm sure it did. Well, there's this one weird, awkward pause that Maggie does near the end um, when she's uh, saying like, uh, Curt- it's her and Curtis are talking on the stairs, and then she, I, th- I think Maggie forgot her lines, but uh, <laughs> and then, and then uh, Bill kind of came in, and it it just made us laugh each time because it just reminds us of. You guys. Yes. So we threw it back. <laughs> and so we put it in the thing, and it's just this weird, awkward moment. It's not, but I think um, 
Chris, uh, Chris and Bill are always improving. Yeah, they're yeah. always improving, and and I think especially with Chris's, there's a huge. I don't know if you got to the point. There's a big monologue, like a Shakespearean monologue, that uh, Atticus does, and um, yeah, we did many versions of that and cut together this really, am- I think, an amazing, cool, just kind of soon to be award winning, <laughs> if I can say so. If anyone's yes. out there giving awards, for yes, <laughs> put it out there. Like, like I know, like there's a bunch of degenerates like listen to my show, but I'll try yeah. to get this clip on uh, yeah, 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 more yeah. like respectable show <laughs> on the station. No, 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 no. degenerates are our, our people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of what happened in Florida. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you, you don't have to. Yeah. If you, no, you honestly don't have to. No, I, no. No? Okay. No, I don't want you to feel, feel uncomfortable about that. I feel comfortable. Oh, okay. Do you feel comfortable? Of course. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You can cut all this out. Yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> so, uh, a, this is kind of like fun, you know. <laughs> it's getting that. intense. It's not, yeah, it's not <laughs> really built up the, yeah, uh, the Florida thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was just um, normally at our Todd screenings, we have a lot of very passionate fans. Mm-hmm. And in Daytona, <laughs> we only had one person show up. And he was awesome. And he was a furry. And Ooh. that was our. No, but it was, was, a, it was, a, a, it was a convention experience. that wasn't well organized. But it wasn't I like mean, because sure. of Todd. Like, no, it wasn't. A, I don't think anyone knew about it right. except this guy. Yeah. Um, this fox wolf and yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Did he have like a cool name like Mr. Bubbles or like something? Uh, I think it was just Tristan. Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> That's a pretty cool. Name. He he was really awesome. We had a, a lot of fun with him, but it was just it was just not what we were used to. Yeah. And then Alex and I like ate alligator. It was a wild ah. ride. There was a lot of neon. Yeah. There is a lot of neon. Neon in Daytona. Mm-hmm. So. They actually have alligator on the menu in this bar. And shout out to oh, my really? uh, sponsors, Pacific Junction Hotel. <laughs> it's a cool bar. Thanks for the, the segue, though, also Melanie. Neon. Yeah. Are we in Daytona? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, there's Tristan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's the Fox Wolf Man. <laughs> That'd be incredible. <laughs> uh, no, but, but but I think the interesting thing about that is just the. Um, just finding out everywhere you go on on these conventions, especially Jason Muse goes to tons of the, the these kind of horror and different genre conventions, and he's always telling us how many people are asking about Todd and the Book of Fever. When's it coming back? This kind of this mm-hmm. and that. So um, this was an anomaly in, in uh, Daytona that there was just kind of like a weird um, non-convention, but everywhere else, it's just um, that's one of the reasons why we did the the film is we knew the fan base was out there worldwide too, not just in North America, but uh, that we have lots of fans in Scandinavia and Germany and Brazil, actually, and, and England, Australia. So we just wanted to make sure everyone has a satisfying ending. Yeah. That's why we called it the end of the end. I'm excited for all these people to see it, too, because, I don't know, it's just true to the source, you know? And then some, like, it's cool to see it as an animation, and the heart's still there. It's, uh, yeah, like, right when I turned it on first 10 minutes, I was laughing. I'm like, yeah, this is sick. This is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We kind of, we pick up where we, we left off. Yeah. Really. It really doesn't feel like a lot. And, um... Uh, yeah, and, and it's uh, it's coming out uh, on DVD and Blu-ray December 12th, so people will get to see it very soon. Okay, cool. Are you guys having a screening, I heard, too, as well in Toronto? Or? We are, yeah. uh, December 3rd at the Royal oh, at okay. 7 p.m. Is it 7 p.m.? I, I don't think know. I, yeah. just, I think I made it up. But I <laughs> it is. Just no, come in the morning yeah, and hang out. Yeah. It'll no, no, play it's sometime. It's amazing, actually. We, it's, uh, yeah. 
uh, the Sunday, December 3rd at 7 p.m. at the Royal. Mm -hmm. And it's also going to be preceded by uh, a short animated film called One Hell of a Party. Um, okay. Done by uh, an animator at Smiley Guy Studios, uh, where we did the... Um, the animation and it's 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 gonna be a really fun kind of kickoff um because so many of the cast and crew are from toronto and we'll have lots of prizes and props from the original show to give out and uh i think it'll be yeah hoot. it's gonna be a fun party it's gonna be a hoot yeah <laughs> i'm gonna go with that 7 p.m yes 7 p.m you're gonna have to change your show for this okay yeah okay. i'll do a late one that night yeah, yeah. great no but it'll be really fun oh and um so yeah uh the royals great also because urban post um, who did the sound for us uh, owns the royal, so it's just like the, all part of the family. Oh, so, nice! Yeah, we recorded everything at Urban Post, and they did all the the post production and everything for us. So cool, cool. So, are you going to have like all the cast and crew there as well? Or? Um, as many as we I'll can. I'll be there. Yeah, right Melanie. on, right on. <laughs> are you from Toronto, Melanie? Yeah, I yeah. am. Awesome. Yeah. When did you uh, like first start acting? Oh like, gosh, when I was, was were you a kid? Um, like in TV and film, when I was fourteen. I started on um, Darcy's Wildlife, which was like um, was on NBC Discovery Kids, sort cool. of like Disney style show. Yeah, yeah. Um, but not on Disney, <laughs> and uh, was on a farm. Yeah, and cool. then I moved into film and stuff. Cool. Then the name Darcy's Wildlife sounds familiar. Like I was it. an enthusiastic neighbor who was always around. Yeah, awesome, <laughs> awesome. So you. you you started off, and did you get to like just play with like tons of animals and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. there was a ferret, a bear. It was a good way to learn about <laughs> uh, to learn how a set worked. It was like the best sort of acting summer camp I could have wanted. It nice. Was great. Where did it film? In Flamborough, Ontario, on a farm. Mm. Mm. It was fun. Cool. Was there any animals they brought out that uh, kind of freaked you out? Like yeah, you the ferrets didn't smell good, so yeah. <laughs> I wasn't into that. I had my character had a pet pig naturally, but mm -hmm. I was oh no, it was a pet pug. <laughs> but I did, they're, I did. All, they're the same. <laughs> <laughs> I did carry, I did carry a pig at one point. <laughs> oh god, yeah, I've I've blocked it out of my memory. Yeah, clearly. yeah, <laughs> moved on from that. <laughs> Huge difference. I'm much older now. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you like initially get into the industry uh i went to university kind of pre-med and i got my bachelor of science degree in anatomy and then i this was back in the mid 90s and then i came back and there were no jobs so i volunteered at the canadian film center on short films and then i kind of it, it i never applied for a job after that actually i just started working on a short film and then someone recommended me for something else. And I've always liked film. I just mm -hmm. never thought it was going to be my career. Um, but when I was in high school, I started the Film Society. And when I was at McGill, I joined the Film Society. So it's always kind of been around. Yeah, it, I yeah. didn't realize it until I was kind of forced into it. And I was like, oh, this is kind of what I like. And then my first real job was on um, on Brain Candy, uh, Kids in the Hall. Oh, I was, really? Yeah, I was yeah. the uh, director's assistant. And wow. they were my favorite of everything like the favorite comedy, favorite anything. Yeah. So it was like this incredibly crazy dream job as my first job in the industry. Yeah, that's an iconic Canadian series, Kids yeah. in the Hall. Yeah. yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I'm envious of that. It's <laughs> <laughs> so sick, man. Kind of just gradually film came back in your life, and now it's got to be like crazy. You're on like all these awesome projects from like todd to breadwinner yeah. and breadwinner you work with angelina jolie i think i saw yeah, on the but credits I'm also or... with uh melanie leishman so yeah. it's <laughs> like there's a i'm not making 
No, but no. I, I <laughs> no, was, yeah, she's an executive producer. Or it's one on, of the same. It, it's one of the same. Mm-hmm. No, but uh, she's an executive producer on The Breadwinner um, uh, to help us really promote that film as well and get it because it's still hard no matter what. It, with Todd, just like Melanie was saying, we, with Todd, we're taking a, you know one cinema at a time across Canada. Even The Breadwinner, it's a it's a bigger, much bigger budget film, but nothing compared to any of the studio animated films out there like um with breadwinner we put that out in three theaters to start in the states when coco just came out to four thousand theaters like it's a very and they're you know um their advertising budgets about uh 10 times as much as our entire production budget so wow, um yeah, yeah so yeah you, we need someone like angelina jolie to help kind of boost the signal a little bit that way is there gonna be like a continuation to todd or I mean, it is called the end of the end, yeah, but I, I, I forget. I don't think we put a question mark at the very end, did we? <laughs> that one of those. I think we were thinking about that. No, there like, wasn't. No, I remember okay. it was just. I'm like, okay, this might be their yeah. uh, like swan song. Got yeah, here that's type like of that thing. cheesy thing. Like, yeah, yeah the end. Um, but <laughs> that being said, you know, if people like, we really like this, and there isn't more of an appetite for um, adult animation these days, so. We're going to pitch it around to see if someone might, we've, if we can continue it as a TV series, possibly, uh, animated TV series. Um, but if not, we're also very happy to call this the end of the end. Yeah, that'd be great. And I noticed too, like even with platforms like Netflix and Hulu, they're just picking up like seasons of like cartoons that aren't on like television, but just for streaming, because can even go that way to like the binge watchers and type of. Yeah, thing. Oh, well, sure. Todd was on mm-hmm. American Netflix for a while, right? That's where a lot of people the found live action it. show. Yeah. yeah, and when I'm in LA, like. There's always a, a Todd fan, uh, yeah. which is pretty cool. That's that's really cool. Yeah. Do you, so like it has like such a cult following. Do you ever like get people sending in like fan art to you or anything um, like that? Yeah. Well, once um, a guy made a pumpkin with my face on it, which is really <laughs> nice. Yeah. A jack lantern. It was actually yeah. really good. You, you, you make it, it was well like, done. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like one of these carved like. Uh, <laughs> Carved pumpkins that looked exactly like her. Yeah, it was great. It's amazing. And yeah, and cartoons and stuff. Yeah, you ever like stumble across like a really creepy fan that seems dangerous, or are Todd people pretty cool? No, or? Todd people are pretty cool. That's awesome. That's you listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but awesome. Yeah, so December third, you can see this movie in the Royal, yeah. Royal Cinema, be there. I'm going to be there. They're yeah. going to be there. Lots of people will be there. We'll have lots of prizes, lots of fun. Um, Q&A after. Oh, cool. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, cast, crew, props to give out from the original series as well. We have, And I think, I'll just say it right now, I'm going to bring Mischievio, who's our, our one puppet <laughs> character from the series. So if you want to shake hands with Mischievio, come to the Royal. Yeah, yeah. And if I didn't ask any questions you wanted to hear and you're mad, you just go and ask it yourself, you know? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so then the DVD is coming out also same month. Uh, December 12th. Yeah. Yep. And the, they're for pre-order now. There's DVDs, there's Blu-rays of, of the film itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're working on a whole, trying to get a whole set of the series and the film together. But the problem is they're, different rights holders and stuff like that but right now you can order the film um from uh raven banner's website awesome and anything else you guys want to say before we take off and get you another beer and some poutine spring rolls i, I promise yes <laughs> <laughs> no no awesome. no please Thank everyone so come much. because it's gonna like, be really fun and and this is a great send-off for todd and the book preview too i think yeah i'm really excited for next week and yeah excited to see everyone there 
Thanks again to Melanie and Andrew for stopping by. It was a pleasure talking to you both. I'm excited to see you guys again at the Royal. And like always, I'm going to finish this episode with a song. Today's pick is a tune from a band that I think that Todd the character would enjoy. This band has elements of being brutal, yet technical and melodic, and been crushing the extreme metal world for the past decade. This is the latest release from the Black Dahlia Murder, and this song is called Kings of the Night World. Girth Radio.